Hi guys, welcome to the She's Frank podcast. I'm Renee Dukakis and I have conversations with amazing women and record them especially for you. My hope is that together we can make a change by promoting open conversations about the things that are truly important. Speaking things out is perhaps a better idea that if you um, have done that or if you're thinking that that's a good idea, maybe think about what it is that you're speaking out and think about, well, what does this really show in my mm. life? What is this really telling me about what's going on in my heart yeah. that, that I need to speak this out because I need this mm. to come to me? Hi, everyone. I am so excited to have you listening in because I got to pick the brain of someone I really admire. Karen has always been someone I've looked up to because of her wisdom and her intentionality. And I asked Karen about her thoughts on the polarizing ideas of talk is cheap versus speaking things out into the universe. Then we also talk about the danger of recognizing the power in words when you don't have the self-assurance to filter through the things that people say. And Karen is so good at talking about the practical side of these ideas. So I'm so glad that you guys get to listen to our conversation. On another note, thank you for being patient as I had a break over Christmas. I am looking forward to being more consistent in uploads this year and even experiment with a few different podcast styles, maybe. (laughs) I so value one-on-one discussions about the nitty gritty things that Christians can overlook, but I'm also excited to talk about some taboo topics that we often feel like we can't talk about. I am so excited to explore any and everything and also can I just thank you for the grace that is needed with starting a new podcast. I am so aware of the areas that need some shall we say polishing (laughs) but I am trying to relax a little and enjoy the learning process which to be honest is not my natural tendency. But next fortnight, you will meet my friend Esther and we chat about having courage in the midst of fear. And I am so so excited to go back and listen um, because I enjoyed the conversation so much at the time. For now, enjoy my conversation with Karen. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So everybody, this is Karen. We've probably 10, at least 10 years yeah, 10 years. Yeah, at yeah. least. Yeah. At least. Yeah. yeah. That's probably more like when I started getting a bit older and we probably actually started like... Yeah. When yeah. I probably started singing at church was probably when we... Yeah, we had more to do with each other. Mm. Yeah. 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 But I'm very excited to have you on. Um, you are like one of the first people that came to mind. You actually, you came up in a conversation recently. Um, oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, we had this lady come to our church. She's like... Um, she has very close ties, so she comes often, and we just got um, a new female pastor, like, initiated into our church, and this conversation happened ages ago, but she was like, whenever this lady comes down, I just, like, sit and listen, and I just absorb, because I'm like, I want to be like her when I preach, and I was like, do you know what, that's great, but someone that I do that for is Karen Myers, and I said, and not because we have the same teaching style, and because I say, Oh, that's the start. I'm like, she is just so herself when she preaches that I'm like, that's what I want. I want when I preach or when I speak or when I do whatever, I just want people to be like, Renee is doing her thing and she's doing it in her lane. And I think that's something you do so well. So that's one of the reasons why you came to my mind. You're very kind. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, 
would you be able to introduce yourself just briefly who are you what you do whatever you want to the, the things that make Karen Karen <laughs> okay well I'm Karen and I'm 37 and I live in Warrnambool mm-hmm. which I love and I've lived here for 10 years or a bit over 10 years yeah and I'm married to Steve and uh, he runs a business in town he's a town planner and I have worked in pharmacy and in the pharmacy kind of area for about 18 years and then earlier this year I finished up from working there and I now volunteer three days a week at our church and I do a couple of days a week working for Steve in business yeah. as well. That's a big change. It is a big change. Yeah. 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 We also just got a puppy as well, which is equally a big change. What kind of puppy? So it's a miniature, miniature dachshund. I don't know what that is. That's It's, it's like a sausage dog. Oh, a cute. Sm- a small sausage dog. Oh, they get smaller? <laughs> yeah. And she's super cute. That's great. Um, can I ask what you do at church? Sure. Yeah. Um, so what I do, I don't have an official title mm. for what I do. So, um, But you would do a lot. If you're volunteering there three days a week, you you do a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of um, like admin type things that mm-hmm. happen behind the scenes that a lot of people are probably just not yeah. aware of that happen. Mm-hmm. And we do have uh, an admin person, an office manager, who yeah. looks after a lot of that. So She I, does amazing. She does, yeah. yes. Yeah. I've totally in awe since mm-hmm. I started working there. Uh-huh. Um, so I help her out with some things sometimes and uh, we do a lot of emails and phone calls and follow-ups. We do a lot of uh, planning and organising and arranging for services on a week-to-week basis but mm. also um, for bigger events during the year like Christmas and Easter, Mother's Day, Father's yeah. Day, that kind of thing. And um, we I meet with uh, different people. Like sometimes we'll get together with the pastoral care team sometimes get together with connect group leaders and do yeah. training and uh, sometimes I do my own writing so I'm preaching in a couple of weeks so I've cool. been yeah. writing for that and we also um, uh, we have service hosts well during church so mm. the people who um, sort of welcome everyone from the stage and do the announcements and um, communion that type of thing yeah. so I do preparation for that because nice. I do that every now and again yep so there's a lot of there's not really one specific mm. thing I do it's just kind of lots of little things and yeah. because the church is uh, a place that's sort of open during the week people mm. will pop in and talk to you or ask you something yeah. or just want to say hi yeah. so it's yeah. like the it was the most fun working there because like, yeah. it is, it is just fun. like so busy all the time yeah. it is there's always something going on mm-hmm. and there's always something happening which is really fun yeah I remember when I just moved to Sale and um, I like left something at church and I was like oh that's fine I'll just go back with my key and I was like you don't have a key now. Like, you don't work at a church, so you can't just, like, pop in anytime you like and get the thing you left. Like, I was like, oh, wait till Sunday, I guess. <laughs> but it's, it's so much fun working at a church. Um, what I wanted to talk to you today uh, was you are someone that is so intentional with their words, and I really, really appreciate that about you. It's something that I try and do, but it's really hard. <laughs> It's so hard. Words just escape my mouth sometimes, especially because I'm a verbal processor. So I know words are so important, but then there are other times that I just like say something because I'm processing and then the next day I'll be like, I don't think that at all, but I'm glad I processed and, you know, all that kind of thing. But um, I really wanted to ask you about what you think about society today, because I feel like there are two polarizing views of um, there's everyone like talk is cheap and, you know, doesn't matter because talks yeah just that idea of like our words aren't important you just throw them out like you know have a laugh 
Yeah, what, what we it, say doesn't really matter. Exactly. And then there's that other idea that's becoming more and more popular of like you can just speak it out into the universe that is just interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because there is – I think there is a little bit of truth to that. Like if you speak positively, you'll you'll see the positive and like all those kind of things. But I think to say you speak it out into the universe and it comes back to you is just a little bit – maybe a little bit idealistic. So what do you think about those two ideas and where do you kind of fit in the middle? Okay, I think that uh, in the idea of talk is cheap, there's there's two views even within that. that there's the idea that talk is cheap in that uh, if you say things that you then don't mean or you don't live in real life, mm. that talk is cheap because yeah. what you say means nothing compared to what you do. Mm. And we know that often our actions do speak louder than words that expression is very true mm. people will look and see if what we say and how we live add up and marry each other and if they don't in that case that it's true talk is cheap because it doesn't matter what we say because we're not really living out what it is that we say mm. and that can be in respect to faith but it can be in respect to a whole lot of other mm. things in life as well we all kind of know those people that just like say whatever and they do their own thing as well and it kind of it that um how that those kind of when they don't marry up it kind of speaks to the integrity of a person doesn't it yeah it Mm. is and it means too that you don't put a lot of trust in what they say or a lot of value in what they say Mm. because what they say at the end of the day doesn't mean a lot to them so it shouldn't then mean a lot to you either Mm. Uh, so there's there's that kind of perspective on talk is cheap, but there's the other perspective that uh, talk is really powerful, mm. and that we all have experienced, and we all know people who have experienced the power of damaging words in our lives. And so, in that talk is not cheap. Talk mm. can be really profound and can be really um, far-reaching in its effect on our lives. Mm-hmm. And depending on uh, whether we have people say things that are helpful and positive and reinforcing or whether we have people who've said things that are uh, hurtful or derogatory or mm-hmm. uncalled for, those type of things definitely leave an impression. Mm-hmm. So within the idea of talk is cheap, I even think there's there's sort of two ideas within that as mm-hmm. well. And the the power of words, no matter how strong or how resilient we are, there's a lot of us who still carry things that people have told us in our lives over the course of oh, our lives. Definitely. Uh, because their words were meaningful to us and perhaps we've given them more power than we should have. Mm, yeah. So, and then you have the whole idea of, you know, speak something into the universe and it will come to you mm. type of idea. Yeah, that which boomerang. Is, like, yeah, <laughs> which is kind of a fun idea if you think that, in reality, like, yes, I'd really love to be a doctor, so yeah. I'm just going to sit here on the tip on the floor mm. and watch Netflix for the yep. next six years of my life and believe and speak out the fact that I'll become a doctor mm. and then at the end of it, I'll be a honky-dory. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't work that way. No. But I do think that there is um, there's great power in having focus and having dreams and having goals mm-hmm. and having that um, the a frame of mind mm. that is working towards something. So you can say things like, I'm going to be a doctor. And if you then back that up yep. by things like you know study and hard work and making sure that you mm. you know you put in effort and you understand material and you ask questions and you get to the end of that process and you do it well you mm. will be a doctor yeah but it's not because you've spoken into the universe necessarily yeah. it's because you've had a goal and a dream and an aim yeah. and you've put in the work to get mm. there and it's almost like different like because words do have power 100 but it's almost like when we speak those things out it's almost like uniting it with 
other things like often things are more powerful if we tell them to our friends like i'm going to be a doctor and then our friends can hold us accountable and be like how are you going with your study what's going on and it's kind of almost like i imagine and i can't think of them right now but i imagine there are other factors at play as well and it's not just i'm speaking it out it's like you know all of these like things holding hands together and working towards that common dream like you said and if you are putting yourself forward and doing all the things that you need to do you know you will be more likely to succeed and I think having people around you that you can say things to like, oh, this is what I'm planning for. This is my goal for mm-hmm. this year or for this part of my life or for this season. And to do that and to tell those people and then to have them kind of ask you how that's going and to keep accountable in that. Mm-hmm. That's a way that you can move away from talk is cheap and move into actually what I say uh, is really powerful because yeah. these people are going to call me on that mm. and if I don't follow that through I'm going to have to tell them actually I haven't done anything about that mm. but I have watched like binged the last six seasons yeah. of this show which <laughs> yeah. is amazing yeah. Um, yeah but it's not going to help me become a doctor mm. at the end of the day yeah and this is the thing. I think that so often um, this idea of, you know, speak things out in the universe and it will come to you is um, Proverbs talks about that, that that the heart is the wellspring of life. Mm. And so often what is in our hearts will come out of our mouths at some point in time. Mm. And so the things that we're kind of saying in that, if we're speaking things out into the universe because we want them, is a reflection of our heart and the state of our heart. So mm. if we're saying things like, oh, you know, I'm speaking out to the universe that I want a boyfriend, or does that speak to your heart and the fact that, you know, that maybe you're lonely or maybe mm. you're struggling yeah. with uh, watching your friends' lives and, and struggling in comparison with mm. that? Or is it, you know, I really want this job because it's going to make me look really successful and it's going to earn me a lot of money and and then I'll be set. And, well, does that speak maybe to some discontent in your life about where you are at the moment and what you're doing and the way that sort of life is panning out for you is perhaps not what you imagined. Mm. So I think that the idea of speaking things out in the universe, is it's a bit of a kind of um, new agey, calm type of philosophy. And if you do that... I don't know that it's going to be overly successful for you, but I also think it's probably a good way to think about what's really going on and what's the deeper Mm. state of my heart in that reflection. For sure. Because I think it is, we all just like want quick fixes. Like, and I remember this was literally, this is so stupid, but it's amazing those like things, how you have those like mind blown moments of like, I remember when I was single and I really did want that companionship and, you know, to find a partner and all those kind of things. And I remember hearing, you can still be lonely in marriage. And that, like, changed everything for me. I was like, wow. Like, and how stupid. Like, it seems so ridiculous, but I wanted marriage at that stage to cure my loneliness. And it was like, oh, my goodness. Like, and then I did hard work and, like, it's just amazing sometimes those moments where, like you said, you speak things out and you um, talk about things of, like, I want this. But really, you actually just want something else. Like, you just want, like, companionship and friendship and, like, someone to share your life with. And that's yeah. not all, not always marriage. Like, yeah. you know, or whatever. There's a million, experience, like, examples that we could use. But that was one that really I just was, like, shocked. I was like, people can be lonely in marriage? What? <laughs> that's the thing. And it's that idea of speaking things out is perhaps a better idea that if you um, have done that or if you're thinking that that's a good idea, maybe think about what it is that you're speaking out and think about, well, what does this really show in my Mm. life? What is this really telling me about what's going on in my heart? 
yeah. that that I need to speak this out because I need this to mm. come to me. And it's it also it, it reflects on a whole lot of things. It talks about what we believe about the sovereignty of God. Mm. Like, do we not believe that God is sovereign? That He holds all things. That He wants what is best for us. He, that He has life that is full and abundant. Mm. And you know, do we really believe that, or is that kind of a nice thing that we say? But at the end of the day, actually, we're not happy with what God has given us in different areas of our lives. Mm. Yeah, one hundred percent. Oh, there's so much in that. <laughs> so many ideas. Um, but instead, I might um, start talking to you about something else, and then we're kind of going to bring the two together and see how it all comes together. Because I think there is a really um, important theme between our words and how they are important, but also the assurity we have within ourselves, our own identity, um, our own self-confidence maybe. There's a lot of words, but just like the self-assurance i guess that we have within ourselves and you do seem like someone who is very assured of themselves and i was thinking about this and i was like maybe it's just like karen's a few years older than you maybe it's just that i'm looking to the older people and i'm like man they've got it all together and i just have like so many assumptions but i don't know do you feel like self-confident or am i just like placing that label on you like I think it's funny that um, quite often in life, you know, we look to the people that are five and ten mm-hmm. years ahead of where we are and we think, oh, my goodness, they're so together. I can't wait till I'm that age and, and I'll have everything together. Yeah. And actually those people are just flying by the seat of their pants <laughs> and they're looking at the next people going, I can't wait until I have it all together. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So story of our lives. <laughs> that's it. That's it. And we do it all through life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, self-assuredness is probably both something that, I do have at times, mm. but it's something that I'm also, I'm probably good at looking self-assured <laughs> um, because when I was a kid, we moved around a lot. My dad had a job where we moved a lot. And so we went to different schools and met different people and different churches mm. and you're often always the new kid. Mm. So you don't always fit in and you're often trying to look for a way to make friends and assimilate into whatever is going on Mm. and so in doing that kind of having this appearance of being self-assured worked really well for Mm. me Uh, but it's probably as I got older and as you get to be kind of an older teenager I sort of realized that actually it's it's very hard work to always look like you're self-assured when Mm. you don't necessarily (laughs) feel self-assured sometimes we just got to like do the work and actually like kind of that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that at th- that point in time too that I think especially for teenage girls there there's a lot of talk about identity and who we really are and where we find our value and our worth from mm-hmm. and that we go through at that age and we go through it probably all through our lives but it particularly begins to hit home at that age mm-hmm. and so at that point in time I began to realize that actually I'm going to have to do some work in this I'm going to have to really think about what I believe about mm-hmm. myself and what I believe about God and what do I believe that that God says about me and who I am mm-hmm. and it's it's in that journey that self-assuredness comes a bit more Mm. now that doesn't mean to say i still get very nervous from time to time i'm not um i can be outgoing but i'm not necessarily outgoing especially if i'm in a crowd with people i'm unfamiliar Mm. with um but there's also there's there's tricks of the trade you can use to feel more self-confident too and sometimes you can use your you can use um, kind of outside things to trick your mind into feeling a bit more confident. It's doing even doing simple things like standing up straight, putting your shoulders yeah. back. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes wearing a bit of a heel, smiling, mm-hmm. giving people eye contact, all of that kind yeah. of thing 
is uh, are, are signs of people who are self-assured. Mm. But it's funny how when you do those things, you do feel a little bit more confident and you do feel a bit more self-assured. For sure. Now, those are only temporary things mm. that you can do. <laughs> yeah. then, then they don't make up for the work that it is to uh, think about who you are and who God's made you to mm. be and what he says about you and what you then choose to believe yeah. about yourself. And because I even think sometimes it's good in those moments to do a little self-check of like, why do I feel uncomfortable right now? Mm. Um, is it because, you know, I'm an introvert in a sea of extroverts right now. I don't know these people. And this is just foreign territory. So I'm a little bit uncomfortable. And that's okay because it's mm. just not your natural setting. And that's fine. There are other times where it's like, I actually feel really uncomfortable right now because I'm comparing myself to this person that I'm talking to. And I don't need to be doing that. Like, mm. I need to be excited for her wins, excited for all of that and I actually it has nothing to do with me it doesn't give me any less value and sometimes just those little checks in my head of like I don't need to be nervous right now because this is a lovely person I should be excited for what they're doing or whatever they're talking to me about so it kind of like I don't know I really enjoy those little self checks of like is this nervousness valid like does Mm. this take away from my identity or is it a part of my identity that this is not my norm and you know sometimes people you know especially introverts sometimes they're not always going to be comfortable in the biggest social setting and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not good for them to be in those settings sometimes because I think it's good to get uncomfortable it's good for extroverts to strip it all away and be on their own sometimes it's good to get uncomfortable um well it's good to make peace with the idea of being uncomfortable because you're never going to fit in everywhere that you go mm -hmm. everywhere that you are all of the time Mm -hmm. and if you do that's probably a reflection on the fact that maybe you're worried too much about fitting in or about what other people think. Yeah. And and that's that's not a great thing either, necessarily. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, but I think that idea of uh, thinking about why it is I feel uncomfortable and then is that okay? Because mm-hmm. I know quite often on the mornings um, when I preach in church, I'm, I'm always nervous and I always feel uncomfortable. And, but that's okay because mm. what I because it means that what I'm doing is really important to me and it's important mm-hmm. that I do it well and I do it right and, and that's where my nerves come from. Yeah. And I remember talking to uh, somebody else in our church who also teaches from time to time and he's very wise and he, what he does is when he teaches is really profound. And I was talking to him one day and he's asking me you know, oh, how I was feeling about the Sunday and I said, oh, I still feel a bit nervous. And he said to me, oh, Karen, he said, you'll probably always feel nervous. Mm-hmm. And he said, I never think that's a bad thing. Yeah. Because he said it just tells you how much it means to you that you get to stand on a stage and talk about Jesus and talk about his word and talk mm-hmm. about what that means for our lives mm-hmm. and that that's something that you should never feel completely comfortable yeah, in. It's a, because it's a it, yeah, because it's a privilege and it's a weight mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, and where if you were like, oh, I feel nervous because I don't like this top or whatever, like, you know, that's, that's like, no, 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 there's something <laughs> more important here, like... Yes, yes. Mm. Although I do feel nervous from time to time that my hair will flick too much across my face and I'll spend half of the sermon like pulling my hair back and that's not a good look either because Mm. then I'm thinking so much about don't touch your hair, don't touch your hair, don't touch your hair when I should not be thinking that. Yeah, but they have those cute little, like those clips are getting trendy right now. You can get these on a clip and like then you wouldn't have to worry about it. No, I do need to think of that more. Yeah. (laughs) But it's so funny sometimes like um, I I haven't preached since I left but like it's so funny those things that like come to your mind and you're talking about something really important really like godly inspiring and you're just like 
how many times have I blinked? How many times have I said like, 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 you know, like, and it's like, you just like, and, but no one knows, like you're talking godly things, but your mind is actually being like, but am I doing this right? <laughs> like, that's it. And it's at that point too that I'd, I'd have to like really tell mm. myself, okay, actually you need to focus on what you're doing. Yeah. Take a deep breath. And the responsibility of what you're doing. And actually it, all of those other things count for nothing yeah. in the long run. Mm-hmm. But what counts for the long run is what you're going to share and what God's giving you to yeah. say. And that's the important thing to focus mm-hmm. on. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So I think that self-assuredness is a, it's a, it's a journey. It's oh. not something that you just wake up one morning and be like, oh, I'm self-assured yeah. now. I can just tick that off my list. What's oh, next? I was waiting for that day. It's not going to yeah. come? No, it's not going to come. <laughs> but there is there are days when you you just you walk into a situation that maybe a few years ago would have worried you, but actually you walk in and think, no, this is fine because mm-hmm. I'm not here to impress these people or to compare myself mm-hmm. to these people. I'm just here to be who I am yeah, and to be authentic and to be vulnerable and to be who it is that I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. in this situation. Definitely. And if you can do that, that self-assuredness just kind of begins to grow in you mm-hmm. because you're allowing God to work through your life. Yeah, I totally agree. And it is those moments of like, I think it comes with knowing yourself, but also just knowing that that is who God created you to be and that is completely okay. Like you don't have to muster up anything. Like there's that idea of like fake it till you make it, which in some circumstances, sure, like, you know, fake the smile, fake the standing up straighter, all those kind of things, but we don't actually have to like force something that Mm. isn't natural to us. That's Mm. right. And being comfortable with who you are is a life skill in itself too. Yeah. 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 And that's a a journey and it's time. Mm. And yeah, so something else I really wanted to touch on is though, I feel like there's a real issue today when people understand that words have power, they give power to words, but they haven't got the self-assuredness to back it up because I think that's really, sorry, I'll start again. I think that's really dangerous because... If I know words are important, then I take everything everyone says at, as they say it. Um, when, if you haven't had, if you, oh my goodness, I'm butchering this. But if if I don't have the self-assuredness to go, actually, that's not correct. That's not true. That has no worth. You're just putting stuff out for the sake of putting stuff out. Um, if I don't have that ability, I will say that, take that and go, words have power. Mm-hmm. that that's now my label that's now like something that someone else has said on the fly as a throwout comment now becomes something that I label my heart with and just wear possibly for the rest of my life like it's so interesting I started working in aged care um, but it's so interesting one of my favorite things to do is work in the dementia unit because <clears throat> just I find it really satisfying work but it's really interesting when some of them are getting confused or agitated, they'll say the same things over and over. Someone said I smelt because I'm a Catholic or someone said, <clears throat> excuse me, someone, and there's like these different labels that the same um, resident will say over and over and over again that someone else has labeled them with that then in that state of confusion or I'm not sure I'm feeling uncomfortable right now, they say, well, you know, do I smell because someone said this? And that's just one example but it's so interesting for me that that lady heard that when she was a teenager and now it's something that whenever she's confused, she brings up time and time again because that was she, she gave weight to that, yeah. which seems so stupid because now it's like not that whole thing. But that's something that 
bothers her and makes her uncomfortable. Yeah. It's important that in life there's so many people that will kind of speak things to you or Mm -hmm. um, whether that's in person or via social media or Mm. um, in, in other different ways. And it's important to kind of decide for yourself in advance what kind of weight you're going to give to words mm. so especially when if you're doing something that uh, puts you at risk of being vulnerable or um, is it almost exposing a little bit if you're kind of you know sharing from yourself mm-hmm. if you're you know speaking in church or if you're having a conversation with someone about something the reflections that you get from people you you need to think about how you value them so if for me, if I say something in church on a Sunday morning and there are some people who I will absolutely value what they mm-hmm. have to say about that afterwards. And that's, you know, and it will be different people for, for different mm-hmm. people. Yeah. In that, for me, that's uh, the people who are in my small group mm-hmm. and uh, the people who are in the leadership, uh, the people who uh, I just have a lot of respect for yeah. and we have a relationship where mm-hmm. we kind of have that very open mm-hmm. conversation. Um, I have people who are friends and mentors and things mm-hmm. like that as well. But I don't always have everybody's opinion. Mm-hmm. Do I take that with me and carry that home? Yeah. Um, because there are some people whose opinion of what you say or what you think or how you present will be tainted by their own experience mm-hmm. of, what they've, of what they've been through. And in that, sometimes that's more of a reflection of them than it is of you. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And so we have to decide whose words we're going to allow in and whose words we're actually going to going to say, actually, you know, I appreciate that you feel mm. that way or you think that way or that you've said that, but I'm not going to hold on to that mm. because for me that doesn't hold some value. So I'm yeah. going to leave that alone. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean to say that sometimes those things aren't hurtful mm. and there's definitely times when... Um, people might have said things to me and I'll you know, ring a friend of mine and say, now somebody said this to me and I don't feel like it's true but I want to tell you and I want you to tell me is this something that you see in my life? Because mm. if that is true then I need to do something about that. Mm. And so to have people that you can have that really honest conversation with is really important because it helps you filter out what you should hold on to and what you should just let go. Definitely. And in an age... Of social media where people can say anything anonymously mm-hmm. and hide behind a keyboard yeah and uh, it's, it's people who you don't have relationship with who you're not doing life with who aren't really interested mm-hmm. in who you are and your value and what you're doing or adding to a situation people who are just commentating from the outside mm-hmm. they don't get to have what they say value yeah I think even though there's some people that are close to us that want the best for us, and I still think we need to um, really filter what they say because there are people in our lives that 100% we can take everything they say and be like, I trust you, you hold weight. And there are other people that we can be such good friends with them, they add such value to our lives or they're related to us and they want the best for us 100%. But if they are giving us advice or wisdom, I did air quotes, wisdom, um, if they're giving that from a place of fear, we also might need to filter through that because 100% do they want the best for us? That's not in question. Mm -hmm. But if it's coming from a place of fear, it might be something 
that they're trying to that, that ultimately will hold us back because it's mm-hmm. like don't take that next step because what if you fail mm-hmm. um rather than take the next step and if you fail you'll be okay we'll help you land on your feet or wh- whatever that comes from i think yes there still needs to be that filter for the people that are so close to us that want the best for us because even then they're humans and we all have our little hang-ups and definitely and it's often the words from those people in particular Mm -hmm. that can be the ones that are very hurtful and can be the ones that almost feel like a brand on your life because you know you've sort of been stamped with something that you didn't feel like Mm -hmm. you could say no to because of who they were or the relationship that you have with them but I think that over time um one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to reveal truth to us. Mm. And Jesus says that he comes to set us free. And so I think that over time, those things in our lives can be dealt with mm. and we can find kind of the courage to to stand up against them and, and think. And we don't necessarily have to say this to the person, but you almost, you say it to yourself and to the thought that they've put into your head that actually, no, I don't own that because that's not mm. true. And that person may have said that with the very best of intentions. But actually, it's not true and I'm not going to own it. I'm not going to wear it anymore and I'm yeah. going to leave it. Mm. And that's important to do. Yeah. But it, it's And that's hard work to do because it's so intertwined with the emotions that you experience from the relationship that you have with that person. Mm-hmm. And to then, to then put those things aside, it sometimes feels like you're putting that person aside. Mm-hmm. And you're not. Mm-hmm. People love you. It's just we're all human and we all say dumb things oh, sometimes. The dumbest. <laughs> and... You know, we, we all say unhelpful things yeah. and we've all had people who've said unhelpful things to us. Mm-hmm. And so we need to be gracious in that and considerate in that as well. And that sometimes, actually, you know, I appreciate that you've said that, but I also know that you've had a really hard day or that mm-hmm. you're going through something that's really difficult right now. And so it's important to hold all of those things really loosely. Yeah. I think it's um, Brooke Fraser, and she's actually quoting somebody else when she says this, but she talks about the idea that when people compliment you, um, that you should hold those things very loosely but kind of imagine them like they're a little bouquet of flowers that mm. at the end of the day when you've collected them all that you present to Jesus mm. and that's something that kind of helps to keep our heart in check but we can do the same with things that are said to us that are unhelpful that actually we hold them loosely we don't grip onto them mm-hmm. so that when that time comes is that we're able to let them go we're able mm. to release them we're able to say actually I think Jesus, what Jesus says about me is more valuable mm. than this comment and that this is not true and that I'm more than this and mm. I've grown out of this and I can leave that aside yeah. now. Well, I really like that idea of like taking, like, you know, the compliments we take to Jesus 100%. Like you said, we also need to take the negative things to Jesus and mm. like, or take it to a friend, like you said, and like, you know, take it to a place where you can wrestle with it and go, this has been said, is this, does this have any truth? You know, mm. is there any wisdom in this because um there's this thing i think i've mentioned it in another podcast it's like the truth shall set you free but first it'll like um it'll piss you off or something like that and it's so true if like some sometimes people say things and it really like offends us and then we're like we take it and we wrestle with it and we're like oh but there's some truth to that i really do need to get my head into gear about this um but i think we've got to take those words to that safe place Take it, you know, to God in your prayer life or take it to a friend that you trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think too that we need to assume the best of each other sometimes mm-hmm. as well in that 
sometimes people have said things and they have no intention of being hurtful mm. but to us it has it has felt hurtful and that doesn't mean that our feelings don't hold away mm. but it also means that we need to consider the heart of the person yeah. who said them as well years and years ago i was part of a ministry team uh, and someone was leading it who i really respected and uh, had a lot of time for his leadership and for what it was that he taught us and he said something one day and it was just very offhand uh, and it wasn't um, it wasn't in the context of sort of being told off or mm. being told something or anything like that. It was almost more of an offhand kind of a joke. And but that was something I held on to for years because I couldn't believe that he thought that of me, and mm. it made me reflect on like what in my behaviour has made you say that. Mm. And actually, and, and this is the benefit of getting older is that mm. you just have you have a better reflection for these things and you think actually that person was under a lot of stress in a difficult situation at a very busy time mm. and they have just said something flippantly in the moment but you've taken that and run with it yeah and actually it was never intended that that would would be the case yeah and usually it's the things that we hold on to that have struck a chord that we've kind of maybe had this thing in our heart to be like am i this way and someone says something and we're like well it must be true i already had the feeling in my heart so it must be true because they've spoken to that Mm -hmm. um so i think it's those things like we've said that we need to the the hurtful things we really need to drop um and just let go of but I think we need to remember it is like a daily practice sometimes of like, I'm not going to hold weight to that anymore. I have to let that go because this is a terrible example. But if someone calls you unkind and you go, no, 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 my identity in Christ says I'm a kind person and I'm going to you know, work in that. I'm going to make sure I'm a kind person. Um, and I believe that. I believe I'm a kind person. No doubt there will be one day where you are unkind. Um, and instead of picking that label up and being like, oh, I'm the worst person ever, I'm unkind, it's like, no, 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 we all fall short. And, you know, I let that go and I just, you know, apologize and go back to being kind. And I think sometimes we make one mistake and we're like, well, that means I'm not kind. That means I'm not whatever this thing is that I was aspiring to be. Mm-hmm. And I just think we overthink it sometimes and we're like, I think that Satan loves to pick that up and run with that as oh, well. Yeah. It's because uh, you might be in a situation where um, that you've been caught out lying about mm. something. And so immediately he's like feeding into your mm-hmm. mind, you're a liar, you're a liar, you're mm-hmm. a liar. Like, actually, you're not a liar. This is not a habit or a mm-hmm. pattern of behavior for you. It's you had a bad moment yeah. and you had a bad sleep yeah. and you did something you shouldn't have and you made a bad choice. Yeah. So you were lying, but you're not a liar. That's not who you are. Mm. That's not who Jesus says you are. And it's not what he sees when he looks at you. And that's the perspective that we need to mm-hmm. have in that is the difference between that that idea of actually i am a kind person but i have a bad day oh exactly 100 percent. and it, it doesn't mean that our character has changed it doesn't mean it's like oh well scrape that off of it my characteristic like because right. oh yeah. my goodness we're, yeah sometimes i like stop myself like you know and just i think we're very harsh on other people you know if you see someone in a line and they're you know being nasty to the waitress or whatever and you're like oh my goodness that person must be like a piece of work and I just think sometimes of like you know maybe her husband left her this morning maybe her mum just died maybe whatever and I kind of like create this fake storyline in my head to be like she's not a nice person like she's not a nasty person she's having a really rough day and 
you know, who knows? Maybe she's a terrible person. But it gives me that grace to be like, I actually have no idea what's going on in your life right now. And it's the same thing, like you said, with that leader that kind of gave you that offhand comment of like, no, 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 let's just think about the backstory. He's stressed, he's, you know, tired, all of these things like got him to a point where he wasn't focusing on his words and he wasn't holding them in the importance that they should have had. And that means that we don't need to hold on to that. Mm. Yeah. And that's that's the thing, that words are so powerful and our own thoughts and what we can do and create stories in our heads with them is pretty incredible if we give Uh ourselves enough room. Mm. And that doesn't mean that we excuse all bad behaviour in the light of people having a bad day. But it also doesn't mean that we condemn all bad Mm. behaviour in an instant and immediately equate that that person is a terrible person or that I am a terrible Mm. person. It's that there is grace in all of that that we Uh need to remember. And that, you know, we don't know everything that's going on in other people's lives. Mm. And that doesn't always... There are times that we do need to make a judgment call Mm. in that, you know, just in terms of wisdom and sensibility and safety. But that doesn't mean that we get to write people off because that's not our job. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's just the attitude that we go about life with. Mm. Like, you know, making people good people or bad people. It's like we just have a grace of like... I don't know that person. Like, That's I right. can't speak to their character. And you want to treat people with the grace and the benefit of the doubt that mm. you would like to receive if you were in that situation. Mm-hmm. And when you see people in that perspective, it definitely changes how we treat them because we think it, it's the same. It's the whole idea of treating people the way that you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And it's treating them with the same assumptions that you would want to be given. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, so for both of us, that self-assurance that we have been talking about and we've already said it but just to say it very plainly it comes from god like it comes from um the more we get to know him i believe the more we understand ourselves and the way because he's our creator he created us so that kind of just goes hand in hand but unfortunately being a christian doesn't automatically make you self-assured i think there are lots of people that almost hide behind the label of christian um and have a timidness to their own self mm. and not a cocky kind of self-assurance but a self-assurance of this is who God has created me to be and I can step out boldly in that um so I don't know I didn't, didn't I wondered if you had any tangible ways that we can learn how to practice being self-assured you said a few before of those Mm -hmm. quick little moments of like holding your head up high smiling um but have you got any other tangible advice for people to kind of realize within themselves of like i don't feel confident within myself how do they change that okay i think that you're definitely right i see a lot of people who are christians really struggle with being Um, confident or self-assured and it often surprises me because we have so much to be confident and Mm -hmm. self-assured in 100% but the thing is is that we're not confident and self-assured in ourselves we're confident and self-assured in who Jesus says we are yeah so we were created and are created to have a deep and loving relationship with Mm -hmm. the God who made us Mm -hmm. and that's the important place to start So if we have that kind of relationship with God over time, those kind of things kind of filter into our lives almost without us realizing it. Mm -hmm. It's the time that we spend uh, with God reading his word. It's the time that we spend 
in prayer. It's the time that we spend kind of wrestling with, you know, what does this mean and what are you calling me to do and why is this important? It's all of the, it's asking God all of those hard questions mm-hmm. and realizing that He's given you amazing value and amazing worth, and that we need to think of ourselves as God sees us yeah. and not necessarily how everybody else does. Mm-hmm. And so in terms of tangible and practical, it's the it's the things that we say all the time in church and we say them for a reason and mm. people hate it because it's like, oh, mm. there's got to be more than that. Mm. But, and there is, but there's doing the really simple things like reading God's word, reading um, things, especially in the New Testament, in Paul's books, uh, in Ephesians and Colossians, where he talks about who we are. He talks about, um, you know, being saved by grace. He talks about that mm. we're made complete in Christ. Yeah. But all of those kind of things that are important to just build into mm. your life. And that's a, a, a thing that happens over time. Mm. But he also talks in Romans that we will be transformed by the renewing of our mm-hmm. minds. So when we're reading scripture, our minds are getting renewed. Yeah. And we begin to see things from a different perspective mm. and a different focus. But that is a, a journey that happens over time. This is the journey to being... Um, confident in Christ and mm. self-assured in who he says you are is not an overnight journey. It's yeah. not a quick journey. Mm. It's the journey of a long time. And it's a long investment in a relationship. Yeah, and I think that's a caveat as well because it's like, it's all it's that joke of like, oh, I worked out. Am I not fit yet? It's like, which we know is hilarious. But I think as Christians, sometimes we do that with the word. We like oh, read absolutely. the Bible and we're like, but I didn't have an amazing revelation from God today. So... Yeah, I don't know if that's for me. I don't know if that's the way God speaks to me. And it's just ridiculous. Like, I'm, I've been trying really hard to develop a daily practice of reading the word. And um, it literally has been such slow going to, like... Because that is the thing, is it has to be a habit. And even... I was doing great with my habit. I was reading the word every day. I had for, like, I don't... You know, whatever. It doesn't matter. But my friend said to me, how are you going in your relationship with God? Like, what has he been speaking to you about? And the habit was good, but I said to her, I was like, do you know, honestly, nothing much because I'm reading Leviticus at the moment and God's just not, he's not speaking to me in the rituals. He's not like, and great, like granted, I was, you know, going offhand, like my relationship with God is still very much strong in that season, but it's like, this is a habit. And am I getting that amazing spiritual revelation right now? No. But it is still so good to do the nitty gritty and to just be like, but this is my habit and I want to read through the whole Bible. So that means I'm going to read Leviticus. Um, so I think that's a caveat as well, because we just expect like fire to fall down when we, you know, turn to God in those moments and read the Bible and have that, you know, you're a child of God and like have this big revelation. It's like, do the daily work, mm-hmm. do it every day. And, you know even months will go past and you won't necessarily notice a huge difference and you'll look back and you'll go oh no 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 but there there is a difference yeah that's right Mm -hmm. and this is it's something that you often you can't identify those kind of key markers along the way Mm. it's just something will happen one day and you'll think oh that's interesting a couple of years ago that would probably have really thrown me for Mm, definitely and today actually that doesn't really phase me i'm okay Yeah. yeah yeah And so, yeah, having that kind of daily practice. The other thing that's really helpful too is that, uh, especially if you have a job, um, which I used to do, where you work predominantly with people who aren't Christians or who Mm. don't know God. Um, And I worked with great people who are, you know, really fun to be around. 
but it's not always a, a positive or an uplifting environment mm-hmm. necessarily depending on where you work so I really love that I have a group of people that you know we get together every week uh, we talk about God we talk about what's going on in our lives mm-hmm. and it's really helpful for me to have those people because when I'm having a bad day and when I think oh, I did this terribly and mm-hmm. I can't believe that I I did it that way and I can't believe this is the fallout from that and but those people are encouraging and mm-hmm. helpful and they'll pray for me and yeah. they will believe for me when I don't feel like I can mm-hmm. believe for myself yeah and so having a group of people like that is really helpful mm-hmm. um, but again that's something that those kind of relationships happen over time mm-hmm. so it's there's no quick fixes to this scenario yeah it's it's time mm-hmm. uh, but it's also choosing about what you kind of fill your mind with as well mm-hmm. and think about you know other things that you watch and that you read and that you take in are they helpful to who you're becoming yeah um, there's a verse in proverbs and i can't remember what it exactly says but craig groeschel translates mm. it pretty much <laughs> as if you show me who your friends are i'll show you what your future is yeah and if you think about that with the relationships that you have in your life or you think about that even in terms of the things that you watch regularly mm. or you listen to or you read you know that's who you are becoming yeah. and is that who you want to become mm-hmm. in the long run yeah so and sometimes that means you have to make hard choices and it doesn't mean that you can never watch tv or you can never mm-hmm. listen to the radio but it does mean that you think about things with a filter and you think mm-hmm. about actually i don't know if this is that helpful for me to listen to this song so i'm just going to turn this down yeah. and it might even be for a season it might be a season where you're doing it rough you have a really negative mindset and you just you're like actually in this season i don't have a filter i'm taking everything in and it's not helpful so i'm just like I'm just going to like have a break from Facebook or I'm going to have a break from this TV show. And then in three months time, you might be like, I'm doing so much better. Like, Mm. yeah, let's get back on Facebook or like whatever it is. Like, I don't think it has to be all or nothing. It just has to be that check in with yourself of like, is this, is this good for me right now? Mm. Um, And another thing I was going to say is I think we need to just stop and give ourselves some credit because if we are Christians, if we have God working in us, chances are that we have some really amazing characteristics that we can be really proud of. Um, No, I'm going to stand by that comment, I reckon. I think like there would always be something that the Holy Spirit is using for us. And I think sometimes we're so focused on the negative and we're like, oh, I'm not doing this right. I'm not doing this right. I'm not doing this right. And sometimes we just need to pause and be like, you know what? But I am a really good friend. I am, you know, really consistent with those friendships. I am really loyal. And just like think about, the things that you're good at because mm. I think sometimes those are the things that God really wants you to explore and really outwork and really like because you can you can, if you're a good friend without trying to be a good friend man you'll be a great friend when you acknowledge it and like step into it um so I think yeah we just need to like kind of stop worrying about the things that we're not great at and like focus on the things that we are already good at that's right there's mm. a, a lot of um wisdom in investing in your strengths yeah because if you're doing pretty well mm. with very little investment, there's a chance that you invest in that and it will, will go really mm. well. Yeah. You think about the things that you're not as strong in, if you invest in those, you're only ever going to get so good at mm-hmm. them. And they talk about that a lot in terms of sort of leadership principles, but it's true in a lot of other principles in yeah. life as well. That doesn't mean that you get to pass the buck on being mm. a decent human or yeah. a good friend. <laughs> Um, yeah. But it does mean that sometimes you do need to give yourself a little more credit. And mm-hmm. that's, and I see it so often um, with friends of mine who are mum 
mums and you know they scroll Instagram or they've mm. been with their mums group and they think oh, I'm a terrible mum I don't do this I don't do that mm. and you think actually but you're an amazing mum because you do do this and you mm. do do that and you know you're a great wife and you're a wonderful example and you're a really loyal volunteer mm. and there are so many things that you do do and that you are doing really well it's just sometimes it's really hard to see the woods for the trees mm. and we can see all of the things that we fall short in but we don't see all of the things that actually you know we're doing well in those things and those things are due to god's work in our lives and they're due to the hard work that we put in as well 100 yeah all right i think we should finish it there thank you because i was like oh yeah we're wrapping this up this is good and then we had like another 10 minutes of chatting <laughs> i knew this was going to be a yeah, problem if we had a conversation yeah, i know i know we're not we're not surprised <laughs> um but before we um, finish up completely can you please give the listeners something that they can take away that will add value to their lives and i've got one too because awesome. I, I have like a list of like I, i'm like well, i don't just want them to do it i want to do it too but you go first cool Cool. Well, I actually have two because oh, okay. I was thinking about this and I was mm. thinking that I can't pick between the two. Yeah. So I just oh, need no, to tell that's you both. Fine. That's fine. So what I want to tell you is I love podcasts so much. Mm-hmm. There are so many cool yes. podcasts out yeah. there at the moment. So there's one really fun one that you guys might enjoy listening mm. to, but that is also really helpful and really encouraging. Mm. And the person who hosts it... So reminds me of you. Oh, okay. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. So I'm she's, a bit nervous. <laughs> so she's a she's she's a little bit older than you. Mm, so she kind of reminds yeah. me of like what you might be. Oh, okay. In cool. A period Some, of time. Something I can aspire to. That's great. So, yeah. but she her name is Annie F Downs, and she's an author, and she has a podcast called That Sounds mm-hmm. Fun. I haven't gotten into it yet. Okay. But. I know I need to. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm. it's fantastic. She's a lot of fun, but she has conversations on her podcast that will make you laugh or make mm. you cry. That uh, she has people who tell amazing stories. Mm. And that's something I've listened to for a couple of years now. And I've actually mm. really found it valuable in my life from the things that you kind of learn. Cool. Yeah. And then, because I like, I'm, I'm not a verbal processor. I'm an in my yeah. head kind of mm-hmm. person. So I then wander around for two or three days with yeah. these, all these thoughts in my head thinking about yeah. all the stuff yeah. that she said. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been really valuable and really helpful. So, um, yeah, that sounds fun. It's cool. a great podcast. I appreciate too. that. Yeah. The mm-hmm. other thing that you'll find that I always think um, adds value and is fun to your mm-hmm. life is getting a pedicure. Oh, yeah, I like that too. It's it's almost summer. (laughs) My toes and my feet are kind of not my best feature. Mm. So I do, but I love having pretty toes. So often before summer hits, I'll go and treat myself and have a pedicure and have something fun. And it means every time I look at my feet, I smile. Yeah. And I think that's really fun. Yeah. What color are you going to choose? I really love like um, like a dark navy blue. Oh. But as we're heading into summer, I'm thinking about going for a lighter colour. Mm. So I haven't really decided yet. But okay. yeah, next time I go, I'm going to maybe go for a lighter kind of shade. Good choice. Well, yours are way more fun than mine. <laughs> Mine's super practical, but it's so, so handy. Um, have you got the Medicare app? Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah. It's so much easier. It's so good. So there's a little section where you can like click on it and it has your card. So the only thing is that if you're using that for ID, they can't for it to copy it. But if you're at the post office where they just type in the numbers, it's totally fine. Yes. Um, and if you're like my husband and can never find his Medicare card no matter what happens, that's a fantastic idea. It's amazing. And then there's another little section on it as well where you can check your immunizations. It's not always fully correct. So I think there's another way you can email medicare and get the official but mine's pretty thorough uh we checked 
Dylan's, that's my husband, um, we checked his out and I hope that his isn't as thorough because it looked really sad. He had like two injections and I was like, I'm sure that's not right. Um, which, yeah, I'm sure it's not right. <laughs> if you plan on going overseas soon, you might want to get that checked out. Yeah, we do. Yeah, that's definitely. why we were checking. So mm, yeah. yeah, thanks. Yeah. Anyway, thanks Medicare app. It's amazing. Obviously that doesn't translate to people overseas, but if you're in Australia, we would recommend it. Bye. Anyway, thank you for sitting down and chatting with us, Karen. I hope you have a great day. You too. Thank Bye. you. Thank you for listening to this episode. What has stuck with me is that we had a choice with how people take on our words. We can be careless and have people know us as someone who throws out words depending on our mood for the day. Or we can be people that are intentional with our words. And when people start to realize the weight that we give our words, I think they often will add value to our words because they know it means something to us. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Feel free to subscribe to She's Frank to get a notification when Esther's episode comes out because it's going to be a good one. And also you can see all of the things that we have in store that I kind of alluded to earlier. You can also connect with us on Instagram at underscore she's Frank underscore. Until next time, go get that pedicure because summer is here.